1: Howdy, everyone. It is Jasper Cole, and it is Thursday, so it's another show. I'm so excited because we are live. I'm coming to you from Palm Springs, California, right here in the heart of the desert. And I am so happy to welcome right now my very trusted co-host, Mr. Ralph Cole, Jr. Oh! <laughs> na, 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 na. We,
2: we don't good. have to worry
1: about paying music rights We'll just sing our own damn music
2: Oh my god, we are the new Sonny and Cher okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my Jeff, god, no if it I weren't
1: that. COVID We would dress as Sonny and Cher for Halloween
2: That shit would be fucking hysterical Which one would you be?
1: I guess you'd have to be Sonny Probably Chaz. <laughs> At this point, I look more like Chaz. So. Oh my goodness. Well, hello, Planet
2: Eartha, and welcome to October. We've made it.
1: It's we the have first- made it.
2: We are in our last quarter
1: of hell. So
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, and listen, we don't be careful what you wish for. It can get a lot hotter in hell, right? burn right. baby burn
2: global warming baby whatever but anyway things are good i'm glad to be back with you jasper and i know that we have a lot of projects and things going on that are pending you know i know it's always so um secretive or you're trying to be we're trying to be mysterious about our various projects but planet earth as so you know we cannot always divulge things because our producers want to keep things as under wraps as they can. So Mm -hmm. it will be a surprise
1: to the public. You know, if we- Oh, hold on, Ralph. I've got to put my hula hoop down. Sorry. Hold on.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I was hula hooping. Uh, Well, no worries. Let me put my, take my uh, swimming cap off then too, bitch. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. Everyone, please remember that you can follow us on uh, at Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S. On Twitter and Instagram, or you can just go to one-on-one with Jasper Cole. And Ralph is at Ralph Cole Jr. We got to get that out there. And then also go to my website, jaspercole.com, and you can find everything that's happening with the show there. But, yes, because, you know, we are all doing, we are counting our steps and hula hooping and macrameing and whatever people can do to burn some calories and stay relevant, I guess. hmm. Regardless asked- of what the producers say.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's all we can do. You know, I'm glad to see that a lot of people are still adhering to quarantining. And, you know, for some, Jasper, I mean, Planet Earth, we never take anything for granted. And everyone's situation is different. Jasper and I are grateful that we have an environment that we're able to live in and have a relatively pleasant time. And I know a lot of people are not going through that and it's very hard on people, but things are changing. There does seem to be a modicum of progress. So Mm -hmm. that's all, that's all encouraging. And that's all we can hope for. Um, You know, again, we're, we're all in the middle of this together of a lot of unknowns and for people like myself, whom are binary and like Mm -hmm. to have just definitive answers that just can't but be. But you're right not now.
1: gender fluid or pansexual, right? You're just binary.
2: I'm <clears throat> yes, I'm just binary. I'm gay. I've always just been gay with a penis. That's what I so have. So of very the simple.
1: LGBTQ, you're just the G. am just the G. Yeah, you're not questioning yeah. or intersex or intersex. any of that.
2: Yeah, and what was the one the term you just said? Pansexual? What is that?
1: Pansexual? I don't... Do you have sex in the kitchen? I don't know what that With is.
2: With pots and pans. Pots and pans. I, mean, and pans.
1: I don't you know, know if pansexual is kind of like your... Que- no, Q is questioning. Any of our listeners out there, if you know what uh, pansexual means, please tweet us or Instagram us and let us know because we know we're over 50. And we're trying to stay hip with the young crowd these days. I just know that they can't keep adding letters to the alphabet of the of the gay, and colors on the gay flag. So
2: Well, I thought that's why they go LGBTQ plus now and the plus would mean anybody else that decides like you're part animal and part human.
1: Okay. So anybody Oh, else here is- it is. Okay. Pansexual, not limited and sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender or gender okay, so pansexual is everything. It, I'm not you can be trans, you can be, I'm gonna, I can be attracted to you whether you're straight, bi, trans, asexual, whatever. i pansexual is just come one, come all as you are, kumbaya. I can't make a decision, I'm gonna keep the whole buffet open. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I might want a little pussy in the morning, a little cock at lunch and I may want I just...
2: like my pussy and cock at night. Aww. Yeah.
1: You know, everybody's got a little taste. you may you may want no you may want that person that's got both joint both uh both appendages, or you just want someone that doesn't have that ignores their sexual regions, their both narrow appendages
2: regions. Is- both appendages what is
1: a vagina an appendage
2: <laughs> well
1: depending how big the clitoris is can't that stick out oh my god we have oh. lost we had 10 listeners and we don't have any now so
2: okay so
1: they let lost. me just so basically it's just you and I talking which is how it then should me... be anyway
2: okay well let me just bring it down gutter could be finer than Gina in the morning <laughs> Nothing could be sweeter Than to lick and suck And eat her in the morning Oh
1: my God
2: Some people like bacon and eggs But I just like my head Between her legs Oh nothing could be finer Than to <laughs> be in your vagina In the morning
1: Morning Well, speaking of fluffy, juicy vaginas, I want everyone to know that I had lunch in my home with the one and only Dish with Dara, Dara Zane, (gasps) Scully Evans now, Scully Evans, because as some people may or may not know, Dara has remarried her, she has remarried her first husband for the second time. Um, Steve Evans and she's came to she's in Palm Springs for the weekend I've not seen her since the pandemic now here's an example where when you talk about feeling safe but yet not paranoid we have all we've both been tested she arrived I had lunch ready in our kitchen we sat at the table together there was no hugging no greeting no touching Um, we didn't wear masks and we were fine with that and we had an amazing visit, and she was here for almost three and a half hours.
2: Oh. And
1: but it was so great because she came on the day that we were going to be doing our show, and you know, we were the original team, and we were together for. Four years, Ralph? Four or five, yeah. Four or five, actually, yeah. Yeah, going
2: on five, because you've been doing one-on-one for five. Oh, my God, I just got goose pimples. I love Dara so fucking much. She, like Planet Earth, like Jasper said, we all started out together, and she did the entertainment portion. But she is just lovely, pragmatic, real, and to the point. And I always loved Dara going, I don't give two fucks. Mm -hmm. I don't give two fucks about anything. And she was very clear about her opinions and just had so much fun with her. We still uh, interact with each other on Facebook occasionally. So that's always nice, but Oh, what a nice surprise. And you, you explained your situation really well. You both have been tested negative. So that gives you a modicum of safety or Mm -hmm. or comfort comfort. I'm sure you weren't sitting right on top of
1: each other at the table while you're no, no. uh -uh. Was, Was Dennis there too? Well, Dennis, because Dennis has been working, he came in a couple of hours later. By then we were, you know, first we sat in the living room, across the living room from each other and visited, and then by the time he came, we had gone back to the living room and were across the room from each other, and um, and honestly, I'll be honest with you, other than that initial instincts to want to hug someone when you see them, you know, hmm. Nothing's changed i mean we we did air kisses from a distance and
2: mm-hmm. and all
1: that stuff, and even Dennis had to catch himself when he first came in the back the kitchen door, and mm-hmm. Dara was there he He started to kind of go towards her, and then he well, right when I was about to say something, he caught himself, you know and he mm-hmm. was like, oh, oh that's right, you know, kiss kiss from a distance so um but you know i I mean I talked to her twice a week anyway, but we realized. You know, we just have not physically seen each other. So it was so great wow. to reminisce about about the beginning years on the radio. And and her, she's her life has changed so much in the last
2: few right. yeah.
1: years. And she's in a wonderful place. And Kevin's in a great place. And the boys are in a great place. Um, it's such a it's just, you know, she's a testament. She and I were saying today about you have to just try to live in the moment Mm -hmm. And not try to predict of what you think is going to happen in the future because Mm -hmm. if if she had tried to say two years ago this is where her life would be there there's no way. Yeah,
2: Yeah. no, it's so it's so refreshing to hear that all the entities are getting or are dealing with it fine. The boys, Kevin, and her. Oh, the boys
1: love Steve. They love Steve. uh, I don't think Kevin has met Steve yet, but it would—they will eventually. It's all fine. And then uh, Steve's daughter uh, loves Dara, who she loves. She lives in uh, London, so you know it's um, it's just a thing about when when things that are supposed to happen the way they're ha- they happen. It's and we have a choice in the moment how we're going to react to it. You know how right. we're going to. Let me also say I had therapy this morning, so if I you know because everyone knows I have an AA and. I have an AA in the junior college in psychology. So, but no, I even tell my therapist that we crack up, but I had a, in therapy today, we did our teleconference and we were, we were kind of talking about that as well. Like it's, if COVID's done anything, the best thing it's done is teaching people just, just to try to live in the moment and be grateful. And Mm -hmm. we can't, you know, we can't predict what's going to happen. I wanted to say on that quick note that I've gotten so many great you know, support and messages about my hate crime attack that happened back in June. And I haven't really talked um, much about it because it's been an ongoing investigation. But I wanted to let people know that we do have a suspect. And um, tomorrow at three o'clock, I will be going to do the in-person police lineup where I'll be IDing the person. I'm already already 95% sure it's him based on the photographs. But mm-hmm. and there's a lot of other things that tie him to it that I can't talk about. But tomorrow is the they they need my final uh, police lineup identification. Um, he is already in jail for an attempted homicide. So I kind of really was very lucky, obviously. Um, I, I want to just get this out there. they there in Palm Springs. We are dealing with gang activity from Desert Hot Springs, which is a smaller town over um, in the Coachella Valley. At Desert Springs um, High School, there is a black gang and a Latino gang. And, you know, Ralph, it's like, imagine when the Crips and the Bloods in L.A. were first starting out like 40 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. there's there's only 35 total gang members right now between the two gangs in this one high school. So all of these kids are 15, 16, and 17 years old. And the Palm Springs police and the detectives for the last year and a half are, are, are on top of this, and they're trying to clamp down and get them now so it doesn't turn into a Crips in the Bloods. So mm-hmm. this particular young man is already was already on their radar and based on phone records and based on what they know about him, they think that my attack was his initi his initiation into the gang.
2: Mm-hmm. And it
1: was his very first one. Cause three weeks later it escalated to an attempted homicide and what tends to happen. And I, I feel like, honestly, I've, I've, I've had a tutorial in gangs because I spent like two hours last week with the detective. Um, and he was explaining to me that they, they are initiated with one initial attack. They usually try to make it a, ha- a hate crime or a robbery, and then they, they escalate. They have to prove themselves the next time it has to be a much bigger crime, um, eventually sometimes turning into a murder. And so, well, I
2: thought this guy did murder another gang
1: no man. i it was it was my mistake to to some of the people I spoke to. Well, it was my mistake. I was told by the detective that it was a homicide. It was an attempted homicide. The person lived. thank God, the person that he attacked is alive, but barely so so he is in jail now for attempted homicide my My charges would now be a a uh, hate crime and a, 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 t- a attempted robbery with a hate crime, which mm-hmm. carries an additional thirteen to fifteen year sentence. So, I see. And I've said before that you know I'm not going to ever um, identify someone that I'm not a hundred percent. But just so Planet will understand, there's no coincidences in life. When this first happened to me, I told my husband Dennis that the guy looked like the actor Freddie Rodriguez from Six Feet Under. I said, Dennis, Mm -hmm. that's all I can tell you. He looked like that actor. So when I was in Palmdale last month shooting the movie, Dennis was watching the local news, and this story came on about this attempted homicide and this kid, and they put his picture up, and Dennis said, oh, my God, that looks like Freddie Rodriguez. So I'm in my hotel room. Dennis goes online. He pulls up the article. He sends it to me. Ralph, the moment I opened it, I saw the picture and I was like, Oh my god, huh? that's him. I yeah, knew because- I knew immediately. You know, so I check te- I sent te- I emailed the detective and I said, I'm away working, but I-, I have a strong feeling this is the guy. Didn't hear anything for a couple of weeks and then he got back to me last week and I went in and met with him and that's when I got the full story on this particular individual the whole history of the gangs, um, and where Jesse, sorry, I shouldn't say his name, where this person is right now, and Mm so I got the call yesterday that I'm to come in tomorrow at three o'clock and do the actual police lineup, which listeners will understand, in my acting career, I have actually been in situations where I was part of a police lineup, playing a bad guy, you know, it's it's just so surreal now that it's a part of my real life. But in conclusion, all I can tell you is any criticisms I may have had of the police departments here or the detectives, I have to rescind those because I understand now what they were doing and what they were working on and why it was so important that the story not get out there because
2: mm-hmm.
1: the most fascinating thing, Ralph, it's when they first it, sent a warrant to this guy's house after the homicide, attempted homicide, when they went into his residence, they found all the different stolen property. They keep them like trophies so they can use them to show the other gang members, mm-hmm. look what I did. And and there was my iPhone ah! as, as part of the cash, cash you know, that he had. So there, there was that, and then there was phone records of his phone used to place him in this vicinity on the night of my attack.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that your phone had been
1: stolen. Oh god, yeah, taken... that, they took my iPhone. That's all they got from me. Remember I had so to get when... a whole new iPhone?
2: Oh, right. I remember you getting I So when you ran away from them running home, you didn't know. The have last a phone thing I your... saw,
1: the last thing I saw was this particular guy scrambling, running, uh, scrambling on the gr- reaching down and grabbing my iPhone. Mm. Yeah, but I knew I still you had, had my I had my ear pods in my ear. So mm-hmm. I was still connected to my phone mm-hmm. as I ran away for a short distance. So I could still talk to uh, Jr. Oh, wow. And see what, when your iPhone gets stolen, you give them the serial number and everything off the phone. And so mm-hmm. they have that, but it's fascinating to me that all these months later they would hold on to the properties. But like I said, he explained to me that that's their trophies. That's how they're able to move up in the gangs by saying, you know, and This particular guy is five foot one. Remember I said he was small. He was like, Mm -hmm. and he's only 17 years old.
2: How did you have access to your serial number from your
1: phone? Um, It's on the box. And also my phone was registered. So Mm. when you have your iPhone, you you get it. It's immediately registered with AT&T or the Apple store. Mm -hmm. But I actually have – I actually saved my box so it has the serial number on it. And then, you know, a lot of people don't know. I didn't know this. Even though your phone is turned off and you stop it, the police have a way of tracking it. So if they have the serial number, they can find it. But in my case, they couldn't get the phone. They just happened to find it as part of the uh, attempted homicide investigation.
2: I mean, I guess it's not conclusive, but isn't it pretty sure yeah. that this is the guy if they found your phone in his residence?
1: And his actual cell phone records place him in the in vicinity the, on the actual night of the attack. So Right. And then my
2: other comment I wanted to make is when you go in tomorrow to line up, it's going to be, I would assume, a very visceral feeling as soon as those guys walk out onto the stage. Um, because your 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 muscle memory and just your memory of that horrible event, you'll see this little guy and be like, "Fuck, that mm-hmm. is him,"
1: you know? So. Yeah. Well, I'm ho- I'm praying that's the case. You know, I don't know if they if they purposely might put some guy that looks similar. I don't know if they if they go that far, but um, remember not everybody has to be an actual prisoner. Oh
2: right, right.
1: Oh my God, it sounds so much like an audition. I mean, I mean, I'm surprised SAG is not casting actors for that.
2: Well, I I know know. I was going to say because well, I was going to be hired once years ago. Remember that guy that directed me on Cold Case? He subsequently hired me to be a perp portray a perp, where Mm. you walk. I was going to be one of those people that walked through the lineup. So I guess SAG does hire those actors sometimes like that. But I because it's funny you mentioned SAG because I was like, well, God, this is so much like an audition. It's like, well, we'll have two two convicts that look similar and then we'll have a really tall one and we'll just see uh-huh. what the witness says then, you know. And then like you were saying with the gangs, it's like <clears throat> um you move up in the ranks based on what you've stolen. So if yeah. you've stolen an iPhone it's like Well, that's only an iPhone 8, bitch. So you ain't moving up no ladder (laughs) right now. If it had been an iPhone 11, then okay, Manuel, Jesse, whatever you are. And I said, Manuel, not to be racist, but because that's the first name that came to me after you told me what his name was. Yeah. mm -hmm, That's the way I am.
1: Well, stand back, stand down, not stand, stand back and stand by proud boys. But listen, speaking of that, we're so excited to have our special guest today because uh, Ralph and I are dying to talk a little bit about the, de- uh, the the first debate. And I wanted to wait to bring on the amazing Brian Dunkelman because not only is he hilarious and smart, but he has a very astute political mind. And he's been uh, immersed in the politics as well. And you can follow Brian on Twitter at Brian Dunkelman. D-U-N-K-L-E-M-A-N on Instagram. It's the Brian Dunkelman. Um He is in the Newman Thomas management family, and um, I'm so happy to welcome him at this time. Hey, buddy, welcome to One-on-One with Jasper Cole. <laughs> <Okay, woo-hoo.
2: laughs>
1: hey, hey, Brian, how are you? Brian, are you there?
0: Can you hear me? Can you hear
1: me? There you are. Yes. Can you hear us? There we go.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on, you guys. I'm very excited. I have this acting gig. I've never done this before. I'm in a police lineup. Like, playing a potential <laughs> I don't, criminal. Really, I don't uh, know anything about the case, but oh, it's going to be yes. really fun.
2: Oh, look, well, well, did your you agent know, just call you? It's a last minute audition, Brian.
0: Did your agent just call you about it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, I don't want to talk about how I got this gig.
1: Listen. Right. Don't please don't. Not with your manager on the phone. Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, you guys, I'm
0: uh, I'm starting a new uh, organization
1: called the Ashamed Boys.
0: Uh, I'm looking for members.
1: <laughs> if anybody yeah, else well, feels disgraced. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck. I don't think I don't think anybody is ashamed anymore to 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 to, to be Shame a racist. is dead. Shame well, is dead. Ra- well, Brian, say hi to Ralph, my co-host. He's also a Newman Thomas hey, family member. Hey, Brian-
2: Brian, I am, hello, I am so happy to meet you. Like I wrote you, I've heard so many great things about you from Jasper. So when I found out last week that Brian Dunkelman was our next guest, I was like, oh, great, now I can sample this hilarity in virtual person. (laughs) No
1: no pressure at
2: all. Started already. Yeah. Yeah, no, so Brian, welcome. I can't wait to hear your stories and your political take on things.
0: Oh, boy. Well, listen, I've been listening to the show. I tuned in a little bit late. You guys are right into some in the middle of something. I just want to clarify a pansexual is not someone who has sex with pans. Is that? Right. I just think right. it's jerking off into a skillet. That's not what well, it is? Yeah. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. I said maybe <laughs> in the kitchen, but I actually took the time to Google it. But basically, Brian, what it said was not much better. It basically said. Not limited in sexual choice in regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. So it's kind of like just come one, come all. Anything goes, I guess.
0: Options wide open. I like that. You're, you're casting a wide net.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, not uh, not uh, limited just to dead. a penis. Anything
0: that moves through, right?
1: <laughs> I think so, pretty much. I won't be labeled to whatever, wherever I stick it, I guess. I love
2: that our guest said jerking off into a skillet. Okay, right. yeah, that that's the kind of show that that's the kind of show that we do, Planet Earth. Yeah, we're yes. very guttural and earthy
0: here. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. I was wondering if I could swear, and then I tuned into the show, and I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> Pretty much oh, my.
1: anything goes. Oh anything my goes. god,
2: we fucking <laughs> encourage that, you know, because we have both been on shows before, Jasper and I, where it is like, can't say this. Don't overlap, girl. Make sure the other person has finished their sentence and all that shit. And Jasper and I are like, what, please just say whatever the (laughs) fuck you want. And keep going.
1: Talk over each other. Who cares? That's it. Okay. I've been telling Brian, well, Brian knows that I think Brian also would be a great, um, radio host. And, and, and I can tell you, we're not opposed to working on that, um, down the line, but you're available. Absolutely. But, um, Ralph and I had wanted to talk um politics in the opening and I said, No, no, I wanna I wanna get Brian on first but I just want everyone to to know that Brian's got a lot of new stuff happening. He's got a big project that he's working on that of course when that is complete we will have you back to of course promote it. But um Yeah, yeah I mean basically it it's kind of encompasses everything that that you're great at doing. And it's also revealing a lot of stuff people don't know about you. And it's all going to yes. be in one 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 stop shopping so they can get it all at one time.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 not going to be for the faint of heart, my friend. I um I did some <laughs> editing uh just the last couple nights and I have something for you to look at. But this is going to be listen, I'm not leaving anything on the court. It's the full Good. story. It's my life Good. story. And uh I think it's gonna be pretty entertaining. Well we'll see what happens. Well
2: but it sounds I'm very like a, it. Well we're excited to see it. It sounds like a lot of people might be jerking off into a
0: skillet about
2: it, Brian. <laughs> maybe they
1: maybe you can add that scene in. If you yeah. haven't thought about, about it, cooking off in a skillet with Dunkelman. There's your cooking show. Okay, skillet. yeah.
2: And he, he, <laughs> listen, Brian Dunkelman gives panhandling a new name.
1: <laughs> literally, literally.
0: Hey, you've well, gotta be safe. Put on an oven. I'll put on an oven mitt. Well, I mean, everybody <laughs>
1: – you don't need any spray pan in the pan. That's for nonstick. No, I, mix, I don't know how, no
0: jizz in skillet. That's my rule.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> but, are you hilarious. know, um, a lot of people may not know or they may know that Brian is a father. He has an amazing son. And during this whole pandemic, Brian, you've been able to really – uh, spend a lot of time with with your son, and also if you, people go on your Instagram; they can see, and Twitter, a lot of the great posts. How how are you yeah. doing the Are you doing the homeschooling as well?
0: Yes, I am. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Look, this coronavirus is it's a tragedy, it, yeah. and
1: my heart goes
0: out, and my deepest sympathies to anybody who's lost a loved one, anybody who's lost work or lost their businesses, but I think that I am one of the very few people whose life has gotten drastically better since it started, and mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to admit it. I say probably right. mid-March when this hit, I thought, well, wait a minute, you're telling me I don't have to work, <laughs> I can't be evicted, and you can't turn my power off? That's a fucking <laughs> dream. That has been my goal for the last 30 years. It's why I got in the show business. <laughs> this has
1: been amazing. And, you, and you can get unemployment.
0: Well, you're goddamn right. I'm sorry, but between unemployment, EIDL, and PPP, this is like the best quarter I've had in 15 years.
1: Okay. Winning. You keep you winning.
0: government cheese coming.
1: Get the, <laughs> the government, government cheese. Yeah.
2: Brian, how, <laughs> Brian, how old is your son? My son is seven
0: years old, and he's in the other room playing Fortnite right now, so...
2: Okay. I wanted to laugh when Jasper said, oh, well, you know, um, Brian has been able to be at home with his son, spending a lot more time with him. And I wanted to just jokingly say to convince him that you are actually his father. Okay.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh there, he, well, he is my kid. There's no doubt.
1: No DNA test needed for. for sure. Yeah. Oh, that is excellent. <laughs> well, it, now, I it's, mean, been,
0: it's been great. Guys, I got, I got divorced on February 5th. Of this year, so I got oh, to experience like five weeks of joy, and then oh, <laughs> what the fuck is happening now? Look, what I'm trying to say is, I've been doing a lot of drinking, smoking a lot of pot, playing a lot of video games, barely leaving my house, and then the pandemic hit. I've been preparing for this for a long time. <laughs> I like it not changed that much.
2: Oh, I love well, it. I'm sh-
1: well, I'm sure as stand a former- stand-up. Oh, sorry, Ralph. I was just going to say, no, as a stand-up no, you, comedian, um, obviously, you know, that's COVID put a put a a, a dent in any kind of live performing. Um, do you have you done any of the Zoom comedy stuff? I, I've gotten invites to a lot of these Zoom. Comedy shows online or anything I, have you done any of that yet, or no? you
0: know the the funny thing is is that um, you know i've I've been going through a very long divorce and custody battle process, and I stopped doing stand up and I did not go on stage for about three years mm-hmm. um, because I just had to make the decision it's it's more important for my child to develop emotionally and mentally than it is for me to be on stage around the country talking about my dick. So <laughs> I made that decision. And I just started doing stand-up again. I have been doing it maybe nine or ten months and really starting to finally get my legs back. And then COVID hit. So I think it's clear. God doesn't want me to do stand-up again. <laughs> 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 but, but,
2: well, stay Brian, home. I, I wanted to ask, do, do you think you're <clears throat> – during the five weeks of bliss that you had after the divorce, when the pandemic came, do you think your former wife was screaming to the rooftops, karma, bitch, Fucking karma.
0: <laughs> Go from an awful, awful marriage to a global pandemic. It's just the hits keep coming. Okay. <laughs> the simulation fucking sucks, by the way. Let's hit reset.
1: Yeah, let's refresh re- The found fa- the, the foundation was shaky, so let's just knock the whole fucking building down and build, start over, basically. Start over, right. I right, mean, really. We had a good run.
0: I, you know what? To answer your question, I'm sorry I didn't answer. I did one Zoom show. I, you right. know, listen, doing doing stand-up with no crowd response, I've been doing that for 20 years. I've, I've done <laughs> enough of that shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I was going to say you, you know. should be used to it by now, I guess. You,
0: you know, it's right up my alley. I know. Well,
2: ergo, why you jerk off into a skillet? You are no stranger to being a solo sexual person, uh, Brian. Well, okay? that's,
0: uh, you
2: know, I, I push, I push boundaries. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yes. You push the envelope. Well, that's what, well, that's what those pansexuals do. They push all kind of boundaries. They can ne- they can be never, they never can be labeled. It's like you were having sex with that woman. Yes, I was. You were having sex with that dog. Yes, I was. You were having <laughs> sex with that man. I uh, uh, yes, I was.
1: Let's come as
0: you are. i not a child. Fuck anyone. Fuck That's anything. Inanimate. right. In I'm
1: just right. not a kid. Do
0: what the uh, fuck you want.
1: Have a good time. speaking <laughs> of uh, douchebags, um, when you has your comedy, was have you always been uh, somewhat political in your comedy? Uh, and has Trump being in office for the last four years, when you got back into comedy, did you do political jokes this last time around?
0: I've got to tell you that one of the last gigs that I did before I kind of just
1: my life got put on hold
0: is I hosted the Billboard Touring Awards. Now, I got a call from my agent at the time at 7 a.m. He woke me up. He's like, Dunkelman, you hosted the <laughs> Billboard Awards. And I thought, that doesn't fucking seem right at all on abc he's like no no it's still for touring awards. i'm like oh well that makes more sense right i'm getting paid a grand i got to do 5 minutes on top okay and they guys it was the night it was the night it was the night before the election oh exactly my 4 god. years ago so i wrote a monologue i'm like i'm not going to do stand up i'm going to write a monologue everybody assumed hillary was going to win my i was going to open with oh my god i'm so happy i could just grab someone by the pussy <laughs> but it didn't work out that way. So yeah, I had to rewrite everything at like two, three in the morning, and it just tanked. The guys oh. in the tele, working the teleprompter when I was doing it for them, for them to put it in, they were howling. Not so
1: much the people in the crowd.
2: I think okay, <laughs> just,
1: everybody was so they were. We were just. Like we've been shot through the head. Nobody could think. We were just so numb.
0: We were in shock. And maybe there were some, probably some Trump supporters there because I, I hammered on him pretty good. But listen, I'm the kind of guy, I, I was four and a half minutes through my set. That's all I had to do. Just do 30 more seconds, Brian, and, and start giving out the awards. <laughs> but no, I, I, I couldn't let it go. I was, it was not going well. John Bon Jovi was being honored. He's right in the front. I just happened, and John Bon Jovi, doesn't John Bon Jovi look amazing, everybody, they all clap, I get my gratuitous applause, my, I tell you what, I would let him grab me by the pussy anytime, and I heard one guy, I heard one guy in the audience go, really, that's how much it takes, dead silence, just one, really, <laughs> and, and, and
1: you're like, good night, folks, Thank you very much. And then we put it
0: on autopilot, get my check and get the fuck out and go home and jerk off in a skillet. Okay, well, I'm glad you, you I'm
1: glad you got that joke in at uh, the end. Brian, you are <laughs> fucking hilarious. I love
2: it, really. It's like, wow, tough crowd. Okay. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, let yeah. me ask you. So, so obviously we're going to Did you watch the debate? As it's my question.
0: I did watch the debacle.
1: That's yeah. exactly I, what
2: I was going to say. I, it's, instead of
0: it's fucking shameful we're at this point. Yeah, really, I mean, I, and listen, I'm not going to make any, you know, I. I you know whose side I'm on. But like we're not, we shouldn't be in a place where the former vice president of the United States is telling the sitting president to shut up and that he's yeah. a clown. But that's and a we are.
1: And a racist. The fall, him a racist. What
0: the fuck are you going
1: to do? I agree. Right. It, and stupid. that the
2: former vice president says, you are the worst president we
1: have ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't write like this that,
0: shit. He's got to. He's got he's to he's he's take shots back.
1: I agree. I don't
0: know. It, it, it's just, like I said, well, this simulation is fucking terrible.
1: What do you guys think about not having any more debates? I didn't even want to have this one. I mean, I'm fine if... I hope Trump, <laughs> I hope Trump uh, decides not to do it. Apparently, he's not agreeing to the... They want to change the rules for the next two, I guess. And, you know, he's not happy right. with uh, the suggestion. So maybe he'll drop out. And that way Biden won't look like he dropped out, you know.
0: Well, Biden lo- can't drop out. He, no. Get, you know, that's all Trump will say until the election day is
1: he's afraid. So he can't. Right. But, I um, love yeah. that
0: you know, somebody so put a meme. Mean- when, when we do a set. In a club in LA, and we go over our time, and they flash the light, and we still keep going. Guess what they do? They turn
1: the fucking mic off. That's right. And well, that's what they're thinks- threatening. That's what they're threatening to do at the the next one. Although the next one is a a town hall setting, but that's not going to keep Trump from just because there's you know real live voters asking him questions. That <laughs> doesn't mean he won't he won't cuss them out too.
2: Well, oh, I boy. wanted to know. Well, I want to watch the Kamala one and see how that one goes next
1: yeah. week. Yeah. um,
2: But, uh, yeah, um, I agree with you, Brian, about what you're saying that look at the point where we're at now. We're watching these two grown men. Actually, it was three elderly white men talking at the same time. I mean, talk (laughs) about overlap, Jasper. I mean,
1: you know, know. poor
2: poor, – Moderator, Chris, guy, Chris Wallace, Chris Wallace. you know, um, I'm the moderator here. It, 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 I, I, you know, it just becomes so embarrassing. But Brian, did you see the meme of Samuel Jackson? <laughs> and it just yeah. said,
0: I said two minutes, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> I would pay. I, I would pay to watch that debate. Well, you know, they're still talking about Joe Rogan. doing. Oh, God, I would, I, pay, I would pay. I would pay to Listen, see that. I think Joe Rogan's great. I've only met him once. It was a long time ago when I was on The Man Show when he was hosting. But I've, I've listened to him for years. A lot of people give him, you know, he's got a bad rap because he puts people on that people say shouldn't have a platform. He likes right. to hear both sides. He right. wants to learn. He wants to understand. And when you have two people, you can get both of those guys to talk nonstop for three and a half hours. That's where you're exposed. That's, That's where right. you know what your real what your real thoughts are. What you're real, what you're real, what's really going on in your head, who you are as right. a person. And I think that's right. important. Two minutes. Okay. I can't jerk off and with skillet in two minutes. Look, I'm mean, okay. no. saying it. It's, I mean, no. I'm going to repeat. Uh, but maybe, you know, I think that was a, a more long form is the way it's got to go.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because in the beginning of the debate, I said, Dennis, I said, oh, wow, you know, I'm g- good for Chris Wallace. He's actually trying to stand up and but it's funny he's just been annihilated as well people have gone after chris wallace criticizing that he didn't do anything i thought well fuck he did he tried as much as he could to jump in there you know and 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 stop it so i mean i don't know why he's getting criticized because i don't don't know what else he could have done done besides walk off
2: (laughs) yeah exactly well at one point chris wallace said to the president do you want to come and sit here Right. Do you, do you do you want to come and moderate? You know, so when the moderator says that, you know you've just hit rock bottom because it's like well,
0: well you're you're giving up your power when you say that. That's like a comedian saying, You want to get up here and do this? You don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's a, good, get up point. There. That's a good point. You've got the
1: in charge. No,
0: you know, that's that's, a, high that's, high that's
1: high the moderate. moderator that's the moderator agreeing that he's losing control, right? It's it, him exactly. It's, yeah. Yeah, and it's exactly like, Brian,
2: it's, you know, and, it, and it, it's so like people said online, if he's a petulant child, I mean, look at how the dialogue goes back and forth. You're the worst president we've ever had. Well, your son did cocaine, motherfucker. So what about that? Yeah, my right, son did cocaine. Right. Did you cocaine. know what that
0: means? I'll tell you right now what that means. Your son did cocaine. That means my son is doing cocaine. Right. You're on drugs. That means I'm on drugs.
1: I'm on drugs. You're a liar. Absolutely. That
0: means I'm a liar. It's not that hard to figure this guy out.
1: And oh I'm no, he, t- he telepounds everything. It,
0: it, it, this guy is so transparent; it's so easy to figure him out. And yet these stupid people have no idea. I I I need to delete Facebook. Is what I need to do because yeah. I just accept every friend request I get. I never. Me got too. Me too,
1: Brian. You know Me how too. I
0: got on Facebook? This was it was probably twenty years ago. Maybe I was going to say eighteen years ago.
1: And I was home
0: in my hometown. I saw the mayor of my town. He's like, oh, hey, my son says he's been talking to you on Facebook. I said, I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> there was a guy pretending to be me. There, I found out who it was. It was some high school kid pretending, like how big a loser you have Brian, to be to Brian. pretend to be Brian Fucking
1: Dunkelman. Like, <laughs> way to
0: shoot for the stars.
1: Like, oh, way to set I'm the like, bar. Oh. <laughs> he set the bar really low, right? Is that what you
0: mean? Exactly.
1: Oh my god. He's
0: like, Who, What's attainable? I'll pretend to be Brian Dunkelman. So that's why I'm on, and I accept all these friend requests. And you know what got me? I was very affected when the riots started happening here in LA. Yeah. I was with my kid. We weren't leaving the house much at all, but we were going to the park to work on his baseball. It's the one thing we were doing. Driving home, my phone went off like, like an emergency broadcast system alert,
1: really right. loud,
0: freaked us out. Curfew has been moved up from 7 to 6. It was 20 minutes to 6. Oh. So I'm here. I'm watching it. I'm watching everything happen. I got so – I just took in visually so much violence. And so mm-hmm. much hatred and so much horror that when I watched him order that part cleared out with tear gas and rubber bullets so he could walk over, over there and hold a picture of a, I, I, to get a picture with him holding a Bible, I thought, that's it. Yeah. And I immediately just went on Facebook, and all I did was they posted a picture of that wall that they were building around the White House. Mm-hmm. And I just put that picture, and I said, build that wall, coward. Mm. And then just Good. watched them all scream. Because I needed to get my anger out. I needed to do something. I can't fuck with hecklers anymore. I admit it. So all these fucking assholes just, who are you talking? And then the personal attacks?
1: Mm -hmm. To me. That's
0: what I don't understand. Why do they take it so personally? This guy shits on a gold toilet. You think that he has any... He does think you're disgusting. Yes, he does. He he's caught, uh, uh, maybe this is a busting of disguise. We won't have to shake hands with those disgusting people. He thinks his supporters are disgusting. There's no of doubt course. in my mind. And yet they're so personally offended when you attack him. And then they have to, so I just started, like, you're fucking gone. Anybody who comes after me, you're gone. And then I would take a picture of me blocking them. And so, you know, and then people are posting pictures of people eating popcorn. Now, people get it. You know, they got a kick out of it. But... Right. I need to do something to express the feelings that I'm having. And it's tough because I got people I grew up with that are Trump supporters and I, I can't understand it. I well, can't understand. Brian, here's the same
2: thing way happens. he's friends Fucking with Brian Kemp.
1: <clears throat> well here's the thing, Brian, I don't get. I mean you're you've been in show business a long time. So anybody that's been in this business, you know, who's ever been around Trump or knew Trump, I mean You know, you know what we've all known what a joke he was for all these years. And so so I so I say what I say is like, okay, if you voted for him in 2016, that that was bad enough. Right. But I get it. Not everybody follows show business or not everybody watches TV or they don't you know, they don't know who he is. But if you're still supporting him now, four years later, I can't even have a conversation with you. Like, there's nothing.
0: the Same way I feel.
1: There's nothing we could ever talk about. Yeah. They're just, listen,
0: people that are getting conned don't know that they're being conned. Right. They don't know who this guy is. I have talked to too many people who have given me firsthand accounts of their experience with them. When you hear firsthand how big a scumbag somebody is so many times, and then it's, you know, and these people on Facebook, they're not on Twitter. How can you have an opinion when you haven't read his fucking diary for right. about 10 years like I am? You don't right. know. You're not informed. You don't know what's going on. You don't know the reason that he went and did that fucking Bible picture stunt is because he was so pissed people were calling him bunker bitch on Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why he did it. That's yep. why. The only reason he ran for president in the first place is because Obama made fun of him at the press Yes.
1: Well, let me tell you. The only reason
0: he ran. The only reason he's trying to undo every single fucking thing that man did because he's a fraudulent baby.
1: I encourage everybody to buy, listen, or read Michael. I'm just in the middle of listening to Michael Cohen's book. And I'm going to tell you guys, he, he lays it out from day one about Obama and how the whole thing happened. And there's a fascinating story about, you know, he almost ran in 2012 against Obama. Right. And the only reason he didn't is he got this huge contract for another season of The Apprentice. Um tr- right. Trump, did, Trump did have a great line that he used that Michael Cohen used. He said Trump said allegedly no, I believe Michael Cohen. He said to Michael, um I'm gonna you know, I, I promise you I'm gonna run in sixteen, but I can't walk away from this. He said, uh Michael, you don't leave Hollywood, Hollywood leaves you <laughs> <laughs> In other words, you know what I mean, guys. He was like saying, "You don't walk away when they're still giving you money, right? You know, you you wait until no one's asking for you or trying to give mm-hmm. you money." True. So mm-hmm. that that's what kept him from not running uh, against Obama the second term. But but yeah, the book I read, I listened to Mary Trump's book. I listened, and now I'm doing Michael Cohen's. And it, I have to tell you, it's it's been really insightful to just what how he was created by the family and what makes him tick right now. And did you ever in all, in all the years of comedy, did you ever have any interaction with anyone around him or
0: Atlantic city
1: or any? Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's where I've heard the stories. That's where I've heard about the rampant use of the N word. That's why I've, uh, you know, you've heard it constantly talking about fucking, you know, underage girls. That's how I know these things. And I get in these fights on Facebook and I, and I say, listen, you're just not as informed as I am. I said right. I knew Louis C.K. was jerking off in front of women before you did. I knew Ellen was not a nice person to work for before you did.
1: We, we, we all knew that. Yeah. you're not. Right. You know,
0: and so believe us when we tell you who this fucking guy is. Right. But I, I, but, I just They're just. It's really. There's just your brain works differently. And by the way, if you're on, if you're undecided. Really, there's oh, no shame in yourself. Are you fucking if kidding me? How if you're you know, undecided,
1: you're you need to go to a mental <laughs> institution right now. Exactly. And you're not allowed okay. to vote. Well, you don't get to well, vote. Listen, yeah.
2: listen, Jasper. Listen, Jasper and Brian. <clears throat> This is a horrible analogy. But you're like, if you're undecided then dot dot dot. Well, that's like talking to a pansexual person. Bitch, if you're <laughs> undecided, then you need to do something. Like Jason Stewart used to you say, you need to Jas- cut your
1: dick off at this point. could okay, just
2: cut well, <laughs> exactly. ja- Jasper J- Jason Stewart used to say to the lesbians, "Oh, pick a side and stick to it." You know? <laughs> pick a hole and go for it. Yeah, go. Pick a hole know, and go for it. Uh, do you know Jason Stewart, Brian?
0: I love Jason Stewart. Yeah. Say
1: what? I figured you guys. I do. I, love, said, I love Jason.
2: Oh, right. Because Jason is a friend of ours, too.
0: Oh, keep yeah. He's been i a... said hello. I've always liked Jason. I did, a, I did one of his radio shows many, many years ago. He's so oh, nice. okay. Oh, okay. Great. You know,
2: it's so funny. <clears throat> I just want to bring this up. This is a stupid tangent. When you just said, Brian, about.
1: Well, then know, I'm going to cut your mic, Ralph. So keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
2: about, you know, one hole doesn't know one from the other. Back in college, do you guys know who George C. Wolf is?
1: Yes. The director.
2: Yes. George and I went to school together and he had this play called Block Play. And it was such a controversial play. I went to Pomona College and one of the lines in his play was, You damn dick don't know one hole from another. <laughs> and, and for some reason that stuck, Brian. Don't know why, but that stuck. You know. So when you just said that now, that that came back to me.
1: Okay, I'm done. Yeah, with I that really, line. I really should. We'll we'll edit that out, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Totally we'll we'll fix though. that in totally post. No problem. We'll yeah. edit that
2: out in post. <laughs> Brian, Jasper, and I have so much fucking fun together, and having somebody like you on the show just totally hurts me and stimulates me because you're so fucking articulate. Oh, you're hilarious. Hala- oh,
1: you're hilarious. And speaking of and- speaking of unfunny cunts, can we go back to Ellen for a second, <laughs>
0: Brian? <laughs> <laughs> because you, you
1: know, know <laughs> because you've been around the uh, same thing. You know, we've all been around Ellen all these years. But you know what's funny about about her? It took a long time for. That to finally come out about her in the public, I mean she really yes. was able to coast for like twenty years on that without people knowing
0: she really did she really did have a good run
1: I knew how, was we,
0: how was she able to have, and fake.
2: How was she able to have that longer run brian of peop, of her not being exposed to how she is?
0: Well, you know she's been a success, and you know her show makes money so you know I she so she doing that show now. That's really, I think, where she got. I don't know how long she's been like this, but, you know, she had a rough go and, and, and she did a, a wonderful, wonderful things in yeah. the business for you know, the gay and lesbian you know, community. But um, you don't shit on people. You don't mm-hmm. shit on no. people that work for you like shit. And, and right. that's going to catch up with you. It's mm-hmm. just going to, I know people that wrote, they, have, they all have NDAs that they had to sign. Oh,
1: so yeah. So they can't yeah. really
0: talk about it. Like you, you don't, you don't make the people that work for you cry. What's wrong with
1: you? No, exactly. Wow. I mean, yeah, she's just, I mean, we've, we could go through story after story of, you know, I have a friend who won Emmys, you know, working on the Oscars and um, he worked mm. all all three, or I don't know how many she's done. And Rob, you know who I'm talking about, but yes. um, And this is guys, this is somebody who will not talk about anybody. Like, you know he's worked mm. with everybody, and you know I try to get messy and ask him questions, and but when it he actually this is what he said one day when I brought her up he goes I would take my car, run her over, and then back over <laughs> her again. That's how Holy much he shit. hated dealing with her. I mean it was like wow. god damn. So yeah, I knew it. I knew if he was saying it, then it was pretty pretty brutal. Listen, speaking of you know, um, speaking of comedy, Polly Shore. I know this is a left field term, but Polly Shore was on Sandra Bernhardt's radio show recently and I guess there's a documentary coming out about the comedy store. Um yeah. about Mit- about Mitzi Shore. Now you did you start also at the comedy store or were you at the improv or did Laugh Factory or No, I
0: I, I was an improv guy because uh Mitzi did not pass me. I showcased oh. for Mitzi and the feed- the feedback was to Polly. And I didn't understand what that meant. Uh-huh. You mean I look like I know what I'm doing? I, I don't right. understand. I, and back then, I didn't take criticism well. I was like, right. fuck you. You know what I mean?
1: She didn't right. pass Jerry right.
0: Seinfeld. She didn't pass Louis C.K. What, yeah. what I should have done was... Was figured out what she actually meant by that, and came back and tried again. But I thought I got the improv in the Laugh Factory, so no, the, the improv was my home. I was there almost every night. That's where I really learned. You know, I watched everybody that I could, and that's where I really got uh, got on stage for the first time.
1: And that was, that was what Bud, Bud Friedman. Bud Friedman. Yes. That... Yeah. That was, yeah. That was Bud
0: Friedman. Um, well, tell her yeah, it's I interesting because here...
1: oh, go ahead. Uh huh.
0: No, I was just going to say that I I lived in Colorado for one year. When I was uh, 24, uh, my brother was stationed in the Air Force, and he was in England. I hadn't seen him in three years, and he got stationed at the uh, the Air Force Academy. So I went out there. I was just going to stay with him for the summer, got a job at the golf course on the Air Force Academy, and then I went to the comedy club every night, and that's where I really developed, and I was seen by a casting scout from Disney, came through Denver. There was about 40 of us went on stage that night. I was the person that she kind of pulled aside. And she encouraged me to move to L.A., but I had some road gigs to finish. I finished. I moved in. It was almost my 25th birthday. I called her. She said, well, Brian, I've been telling you to get out here. I lost my job today.
1: <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> fuck it. I'm here now. <laughs> wow. That's, that was my intro to L.A. Did wow. she
1: ever – did she resurface in another – did she leave the business, or did she – No, she no, continue? she still
0: was in the business and – She's the one who got me a set at the Improv. She got me my first set there, and she oh, got great. me. My, she actually got me a meeting with my first manager, who was uh, who was really great, but she didn't have time for me because she had another uh, kid that was a real up and comer. His name his name was um uh, hold on, Jimmy uh, Fallon. Uh, like, I don't know whatever. Oh, that, whatever happened it,
1: Yeah, whatever happened it, He know. didn't go. Nothing really worked <laughs> out for I him. I think it. it's
0: actually pretty much alone. Teacher?
2: I think it's actually right. pronounced Falone. Yeah, okay. Falone.
1: uh-huh. uh-huh. F- fellatio, yeah. So I think probably- it's Jimmy Fallatio. 1996, 90, I think that's when I moved to LA. Okay, God, I'm really old. I moved here in 87, so... In fact, oh, wow. guys, just FYI, 33 years ago today, um, Becky and I, we moved here. We arrived, and it was the Whittier earthquake, our first morning in fucking LA, and I thought it was the end of the world. I was like... Oh my God! You were I,
0: here for the, the, the first day.
1: <laughs> my, we drove four nights. You know, we, we we drove four days from Georgia. We arrived the night last night, the night before. We're staying down in Inglewood at a at a girlfriend's house, and we're wa- We're waking up by this horrific earthquake, and we thought it was the end of the world. We were like, "Fuck!" Oh God, get us the fuck out of here! And um, but wait a second.
2: <laughs> Today is the anniversary. I thought it was the 29th.
1: 29th is when we left on the driving on the oh, road left
2: here okay so that's why because i always associate you and dennis meeting you you were by yourself for 10 years before you met dennis
1: right yeah it was yeah but becky and i arrived anyway so when you said that i was like god 87 but ralph, ralph is born and raised here so he had been through other earthquakes but i think at at that point you know, each one becomes the biggest until the oh, next. Oh
2: right, one. I was in sure. the nineteen seventy one one, Brian, and that shit scared me so badly that I announced that day I will be moving to New York the day I graduate from college. Okay, because they oh, wow. might in my mind i was like well they don't have earthquakes in new york my aunt lived there it seemed it was a bustling city i wanted to have that life and i stayed true to my word and i graduated from pomona college in claremont california drove my friends car to san francisco and then <clears throat> moved to new york goddammit and i was
1: there for 20 years wow, wow. i know that's amazing you know so we all if have you, our very if you certain- grow up if you grow up in la it's like you want to leave la and then the rest of us or we're trying to get to LA, you know, so we come in from somewhere else. Right.
0: Or or I I grew up in Buffalo. I didn't want to go from snow to snow. Right. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You wanted to get out to the sunshine and, you know, you've had an amazing uh, journey and it's certainly continuing on. And um, as I said to everyone in the beginning, we're going to be letting keeping in touch and letting you guys know about this project that Brian's working on. And um, in the meantime, because time flies, the sh- I can't believe it. The shows we've got two minutes left. In the meantime, everyone oh, can on. follow you. I know, I know. Hey, let me
0: tell you about one. Let me tell you about one project, real quick. Yes, um, a guy that I got to be friends with on Facebook, a teacher, and he's an aspiring filmmaker, and he's done some projects, and he had a, a project that he wanted me to be a part of. And he was going to try and, and, and do a short film and have it be sag and everything, and I was going to fly out to do it, and this was around the end of the year, first of the year. And obviously COVID put the, put the kibosh on it, but he took the initiative and he said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it remotely, and I'm going to do the exteriors where I live with actors that are local. And it's called Jesus v. Satan, Rise of the Zombies. It's about a 30-page script, so I don't know what it's going to be cut down to, and I'll let you know on my social media where you can see it. It's really funny. It's political satire. It's about a fictional town called Eden Island, and a mysterious virus swipes through, and a rumor that it's going to kill half the population. Well, it turns out to be a total hoax. It didn't kill half the population. It just turned half the population into zombies, but people think the zombies are fake. And then there's basically a, there's a, there's a, uh, an election between Jesus and Satan for mayor, and everybody is supporting the, is supporting Satan because he's the Republican conservative candidate, and Jesus, well you're a fucking socialist. It's really smart. It's really funny, and I play like a Tucker Carlson type. So um, oh I, you can go to uh, Twitter at Brian Dunkelman, um, on Instagram I'm at the Brian Dunkelman. And, uh, you know, Facebook, if you want to see me pick fights with Trump supporters,
1: it's pretty entertaining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: listen, you know, I'm one of your biggest fans, and so I think you're just one of the smartest guys I know, and we're so happy uh, you came on the, the show it's today. And I, yeah, and I'll be in touch. Let's, let's catch up about the other project, and um, you can yeah, update me on that. Yeah,
0: look at. All right.
1: Listen, buddy, thank you so much. Brian, thank you. Stay safe. Ralph, it was uh,
0: wonderful to meet you. I can't wait to meet you in person. And uh, I really, really enjoyed this. Thank you guys so much for asking me to be on.
1: You are very welcome. Our pleasure. Thanks, Brian. Take care, buddy. And now I'm going (laughs) to.
2: Wow! Great, great, great he, interview. Isn't his he great, Ralph? is so great. I was so eager to meet him, and <clears throat> everything you've said is true. He is a treat. It'll be so fun to get like so many of our guests. I mean, it'll be great when we all get to meet in person, you know, because we have so much fun on the radio with them.
1: And you know, Ralph, just between us, you know, with all the projects we have going on, there's definitely going to be a place for Brian in there for sure.
2: Oh, oh my God! There has to be. I mean that's the whole thing about your stable.
1: I mean everybody in there is quality,
2: so it's always a matter of finding the right project to just plunk them right the fuck in, you know. So and I'm one of them, and I'm grateful for that. You know, not every actor can say that or have a management team that will support you and package you when they can,
1: you know. Well, the the thing I'm most grateful for is all my my clients are amazing, and we're all I've got this great group now that we can we can produce together and be. My entire team of actors can fit into projects, and that's what my goal was. So it's it's beyond just you know submitting people and getting them uh, auditions and TV roles and stuff. We want to create our own stuff, and that's you know that's been the greatest thing for me. Obviously, the pandemic has just been a godsend of getting projects developed because. Mm-hmm everybody was stuck at home and everyone had to take my emails and phone
2: calls.
1: (laughs) People, people couldn't ignore, you know, the, the, nobody could use the excuse anymore. I'm too busy to read your script or I'm too busy to, to take a meeting. But, but listen, Ralph, the time has flown. Thank you as always, once again, And, uh, I, Darren, I missed you in person, but you know what? We're all going to get together soon.
2: Absolutely. This was so much fun, Jasper. Thank you.
1: And everyone we will be back next week. Same time, same place. Peace out. Be safe. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.